how's your first uh, couple months on the job been? Uh, it's been great. You know, it's uh, a lot of you know a lot of familiar faces from when I was here. What was it 16 years ago or so? And um, but it's been great. You know, Dave and I have been friends for a long time and worked together for four years from '97 to '01 and. You know, we've kept in contact and talked basketball many times through those years. So, but it's 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 been fun, and uh, you know, I, I really enjoy it here, and it's been great to be back. How do you feel like the players are responding to your your approach to coaching? Uh, I think I think well. I mean, um, you know, I have really good relationships with all of them, and um, you know, I work hard at that. You know, I think that I've always been someone that just tells you the truth. And uh, if I think you're doing really well, I'm going to tell you. And if I think you're doing crappy, I'm going to tell you that too. Um, and I think no matter what's changed or times change, whatever, I think players want the truth and players want to want to be coached. And, uh, you know, so that that's always been my approach. What were your impressions of, of the program when you got here and where is it at now? When I got here in 97? No, 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 when you got here just a couple <laughs> months ago. Um, you know, my, I mean, I, I, I just, the, the pro, what it's, what this program has done in the last, wow. I mean, I'll go back to 97 and the first year I was there, uh, compared to coming back. I mean, it's night and day. Um, I think Coach Rose has done, it, it, really, what he's done here is, is remarkable. Um, I mean, 12 straight postseasons, eight NCAA tournaments, averaging 25 wins a year. I mean, you know, there's only a handful of guys in the country that's ever done that, let alone is doing it now. So, um, you know, I just told Coach, I said that, you know, whatever I can do to help and whatever, um, you know, I just want to be a part of it. And he's been very transparent. Um, I've been really impressed with, with Coach from the day, actually from when we actually started talking about this being a possibility. Um, you know, his analogy was that he wanted to put the car up um you know, on stilts, and for me to and him to go up and look under the hood and try to get this thing more efficient, and he wanted me to tell him the truth and what I thought and what I saw, and there's a lot of great things here. I mean, he's done a fabulous job. These kids work extremely hard. Uh, I think we have some talented pieces, and um, so I, I've been really impressed. As you recruit and sell this program, mm -hmm. what do you notice as far as the response from recruits is in terms of you know where you started in '97, <laughs> um, you know, I, I recruiting here has been great for me. Um, you know, this is the second. I'm not LDS, and it's the second time that I've worked here and lived here. Um, so that I think sells a lot. Um, I talk about the relationships that you're going to build here, uh, the type of people that are here. Um, talk about the values of the university and the values of the church and you know this isn't for everybody um you know this this you know not everyone can fit here but uh you know if you want a quality education you want to play big time basketball um you want to be around an environment where people are um you know doing the right things and working extremely hard to accomplish their goals and um you know be around highly motivated people this is this is where you want to come one thing i've learned through through my time as a coach is highly motivated people want to be around highly motivated people and people that aren't very motivated they want to be around people that aren't very motivated too so um if you want to be a highly motivated individual and be around a group of guys that you know want to do something in life and want to do something in the game it doesn't get much better than this the the amenities the facilities are you know i've been in the acc i've been at unlv there i mean this place is top notch
Speaking of the ACC, how would you say spending that year at North Carolina State, coaching a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. who's very dynamic, how would you say that's influenced your career up to this point? Uh, well, Dennis is a, is a quality talent. I mean, I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of guys that's played in the NBA and I don't know, I think it's 80-some that's actually signed pro contracts. So I've I've been around, been very blessed to be around really good players. Um, you know, you learn as a coach, you learn as much from players, I think, if you take put your ego aside and um, you can learn a lot from them. You know, you can learn a lot of just little things that really good players do naturally, some things that you can't teach. Um, you know, Dennis is a is a – the one thing about Dennis is he's a – He's a basketball junkie. Um, he always loved the game, loved to be in, in the gym. Uh, he'll have a f- you know, fabulous pro career. But I think I've always tried to learn from whoever I was with. I mean, I, I went and picked up something this weekend sitting in a, um, a jamboree, sitting with a, you know, another college coach about something in a shell drill, and I picked that up. You know, I'm always trying to figure out ways to you know, be more efficient and get better. Just watching the practice today, it doesn't look like the assistants' roles are as defined maybe as we've seen in the past. Was that part of you coming here, and, and is that true? Is, is it going to be more uh, non-defined roles as far as well, you do? Um, I wouldn't say you know we don't have roles, but you know one thing that Coach wanted to get away from was you know you coach offense, you coach defense, and you never talk about offense and you never talk about defense because it's not football. And, you know, you don't huddle after every play, you know, and you can't sub after every play. So the game, you know, it flows. And I think that um, one thing that um, he and I talked about a lot is that I didn't, you know, want to come back and just say, okay, this is all you do, you know, and I don't – and I think that that's really helped our staff. Our staff really talks about everything um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I might present, you know, a lot of things, but – Coach Lewis presents a lot of things, and but um, you know I think it's important for the staff and for the players to know that we're all on the same page, and I think that's one thing Coach and is stressed to us and from our first meeting is that you know the players are going to are going to follow the lead of the coaches, and when your coaching staff is united and together and understand, you know I've been on staffs where you know will coach should we go under that or not? Well, I don't know. It's not my scout. I mean, it, it's hard to win like that. You know, I think, you know, win the way that coach wants to win. And he's won a ton of games here. But um, that's one thing that he's uh, adjusted and not just saying, hey, all you do is defense and all you do is offense. It seems a little bit different than from when you were here the first time a little bit. There were kind of some of those defined roles. Some, and, But you personally, are you, do you feel a little bit more well-rounded in kind of your second time around here in Provo because of what you've been through? and? Being a head coach and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been a head coach three times, you know. So, um, you know, I've had to, you know, and I've been very blessed to be around other good people and, um, you know, spend a lot of time offensively and defensively and trying to become efficient, you know, teaching both. And um, I think one thing that, you know, and, and Coach Cleveland and I have spent a lot of time together too. And I think that one thing that, you know, the game, you know, talk people talk about positionless basketball. Um, and how the game has changed and, and the, the flow of the game, I think, has changed a lot too. You know, how you got to be able to flow from offense to defense and your defense has to complement your offense and your offense has to complement your defense. You know, it's really hard to try to score 100 and hold a team to 60. 
you know, and, and so so you have to be able to your system has to complement each other, and um, you know I think you know coaches really uh, stressed that a lot this year. What do you and, and Coach Rose want the identity of this team to be? Um, I think we have to to have a chip on our shoulder defensively. You know, we, we have to you know we have to be able to win a game. You know, sixty eight to sixty five. You know, I mean, we. I think that BYU has shown they can win a game 88 to 85. Um, but being able to have that grit defensively, being able to to manage the game, um, some a team that's that's smart, that's unselfish, um, that makes the right play. We stress that from day one. It's just make the right play. Um, there's going to be nights that Eli is going to have, you know. 15 shots and score 25 when there's going to be some games where Yoli's going to have that or TJ's going to have that so being able to to understand that if we just make the right play then the game will unfold the way it's supposed to unfold um, but I think true identity is to be unselfish um, be a team that really shares the ball as a high IQ and someone that's hard to score on you know we, we have to um, not just not give up easy baskets, you know, not be able to grind out a possession on both sides of the ball. What's the key to getting guys to play defense at a high level? Is it, is it mindset? Is it fundamentals? A combination of the two? All of it, to be honest. You know, I think that you have to set a very high expectation. Um, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, you know, but, um, you know, when they, when they start to almost get mad when someone scores or disappointed when someone scores, then you're starting to get there. Um, but I think that you have to have a sound base. You have to have a sound foundation. Um, they have to understand exactly what shots you're willing to give up, what shots you're not. Um, you know, we really, you know, for example, pick and roll. Can we? Can the ball in the first pass out of the pick and roll not score? You know, just being able to understand those concepts. I think, you know, having goals of getting three stops in a row multiple times during a game. Um, you know, we've called that getting a kill. And you know, if you get seven of those in a game, mathematically, it's almost impossible to lose. If you get seven times, you get three stops in a row, it's pretty hard. So that's one thing that we'll chart during the year, um, you know, being able to go in at halftime and saying, hey, we got, you know, we only got one kill. I guarantee if they really have one, then our defensive field goal percentage isn't very good. Um, you know, we, we, have to, we have to be able to limit people getting to the free throw line. Um, can we truly make more free throws than people attempt? Um, you know, be, I think we have a good three-point shooting team. I think we have to utilize a three-point line and utilize our guards. I mean, we, the one thing I love about this team is that we're, we'll always have three guys on the floor that can all bounce it and shoot it. You know, you look at guys like Eli and Nick, you know, TJ, Jasheer, you know, you look at those four guys in particular, all of them can initiate offense. All of them can play out of the pick and roll. Um, and you have guys that it, it'd be different, but you have guys like Yoli, Zach, Dalton um, that can, you know, even Luke can, you know, be able to handle the ball out of the pick and roll. And those are things we've all worked on, being diverse and being able to, to have a skill set to play that way. From your first bit here to now, how has your analytical approach evolved? Oh, geez. A, a ton, Greg. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge numbers guy. I really, you know, I, I think back 20 years ago and, you know, I, I, I wasn't thinking that way. Um, probably the best thing that ever happened to me was um, when, when I got fired at Wyoming 
and and I went to UNLV and I sat there for three summers and and watched all the NBA guys come in and practice. That's when all the summer league was in Vegas. And being able to watch 15, 20 practices in, I mean, like in a three or four day period, um, you know, each time, it was great. And, um, and spending time talking to a lot of the assistant coaches and the scouts and people like that that were on the bench. And they're the ones that really, for me, introduced me to a lot of that. Um, and, you know, so I've, I've been very blessed, um, you know, to be around really good coaches and being able to talk basketball with a lot of, you know, people who do it at a very, very high level. Um, but my approach analytically is it's, it's really changed. You know, being able to take away the three, being able to take a layup, not putting people on the line, um, and then obviously offensively trying to do those things. Um, it's, it, it's a game. I don't want to say it's all math. You still have to have a feel, um, but uh, you know, there's there's a reason why all those NBA guys are are hiring analytical guys to be on their staffs. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Another question. Yes, sir. What's your what's your uh, lubrication method to try to keep your throat? Um, be able to keep the volume that you have out there in practice because I'm afraid I'm afraid for you at the end of the season it's going to be hard to keep that up. I promise you, I haven't had that problem. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.